This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello everybody, I'm Tom Greaves, bringing you Blood Red's post-game podcast as Liverpool have travelled down to London and beaten Tottenham Hotspur two goals to one, thanks to a Mo Salah brace. A big win for Liverpool was topped off with Jürgen Klopp's fist bumps into the travelling cop after the 90 minutes, and we'll hear from the Liverpool manager himself and get the opinions from some fans. But first, the Liverpool Echo's Paul Gorst is here to give his verdict on the match. Liverpool's conundrum of a season goes on after a uh, huge 2-1 victory here against uh, Tottenham Hotspur in a uh, difficult game where Liverpool uh, took a two-goal lead, but you always fancy that Spurs were eventually going to come back into the, the game and... That was exactly how it uh, planned out. Mohamed Salah with his 13th and 14th goals of the season. He's in great form at the moment. Uh, he's now just four behind Robbie Fowler in the all-time list of Premier League goal scorers at Liverpool. And you'd fancy him to take that one off as many uh, as many records uh, before too long. Uh, perhaps you might have to wait until uh, after the World Cup for that one, but uh, the Egyptian will surely take that record outright at some point. Um, he was fantastic here. He only had two real opportunities to score and he stuck them both away he got Liverpool rolling after 11 minutes it was a, a good start from Liverpool um, and he made the uh, the good start count with a, a wonderful sweeper move that involved Harvey Elliott uh, Darwin Nunes Andy Robertson it was Nunes who laid it off to Salah who took one touch uh, to steady himself and then dispatched the pass Hugo Lloris and uh, Hugo Lloris rather and the second arrived in, in strange circumstances it was just a long punt from Alison Becker and Eric Dyer got his header back for the goalkeeper all wrong so Salah was clean through and he lifted it delicately over Lloris to make it uh, 2-0. It was a really uh, cool, calm and composed finish from a man in form. He's now scored five in his last four games in all competitions and looks very much like the player that uh, Liverpool fans know and love. Um, so good afternoon for him, but it was also an excellent one for Ibrahim Akanate. Uh, Harry Kane fired one back. Uh, he made it 2-1 with 20 minutes to go after uh, Dejan Kulosevsky come off the bench and uh, kind of gave Spurs a shot in the arm from an attacking perspective but uh, Liverpool stood up to be counted for the last 20 minutes it was uh, it was fraught at times it wasn't pretty but it was uh, gritty it was backs to the wall and uh, Canate was uh, absolutely outstanding uh, as he made a successive starts for just the first time this season it's uh, been an injury hit campaign for Liverpool we know that we've spoken about that across the entirety of the season and in the list of players who've missed games I think uh, Canate's absence has been felt as keenly as anyone else uh, he was excellent here alongside Van Dijk and um, it, you know, it kind of got Liverpool through it in the end um, you know, Van Dijk and Canate with Fabinho patrolling in front of them Liverpool uh, stood up and as I say it wasn't wasn't pretty Liverpool didn't have uh, a great second half but um, they basically defended for the lives and have come away with what could be a massive win uh, we've said that before haven't we we've said that when Liverpool beat Manchester City we said it to a lesser extent when they carried that on against West Ham but now this has to be the result that kind of catapults them back into that talk of a top four finish um, they're still only eighth in the Premier League but this win will give them a massive uh, boost of confidence and it just felt like a really big win for Liverpool it's finished here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Tottenham 1 Liverpool 2 yeah yeah it was not my plan actually I didn't want to do it but I got carried away and I thought the people deserved um, a little bit <laughs> they have a tough times a lot of they had now to travel a lot in the Premier League until they saw the first three points so um, yeah I said got a bit carried away but it is big absolutely big um, before that the final result I was not able would not been able, have been able to do that because um, I was really knackered it was really tough tough game for everybody 
brilliant first half, really, really good first half, got good football, controlled, top goals, uh, world-class goals, and then, we all know, Tottenham is coming back. Um, take a lot of risk, um, became, or become in these moments pretty direct, switch the side, cross the ball early, um, and that makes life then really difficult because you cannot defend these situations all in a, in a clear. Um, there's a lot of second ball fights and these kind of things. We had our counter-attacking moments. We were not precise enough in these moments. That would have been massive. It was a couple of moments where there was counter the counter the counter pretty much. If you can score there the third, it obviously changed the whole game, but we couldn't. Um, then Tottenham scores the, their goal, which was really well played. And um, we had to keep fighting and did that. And I liked that. And people who um, follow us a little bit longer know in our best spells, we had to if you want to win an away game, this is a completely normal way to do it, and I'm really happy about it tonight. Both. Why should I? Why should I make a different? No, both. Both is important here. Not no chance. If I, if we have a normal game in the first half and it's nil nil, Tottenham would have thrown everything up front anyway in the second half. So and then it makes life as would have been as difficult. So um, no, you have to use your chances, and that would be in the first half. Not all, but. And um, and then you have to fight, and that's what the boys did. James Pierce. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, Ibu, first half already. It was outstanding. No, top game. Absolutely. Of course, we are happy to have him. Um, but we didn't have him a lot. That's how it is, you know. Um, this is now really intense for him. He had now two games in a row, right? Two starts in a row. So I hope he's fine. Um, I can go from here. Yeah, so that's um, Mohat. Um, in the, and even in the slow start, he was involved in the most chances in Europe, in football, so that we didn't take them or he didn't take them, that can happen for a striker, it's a completely normal phase, but um, how everybody knows, he will, in the end, when you look back on his career in four, five, six years, everybody will remember one of the best strikers you ever saw, because the numbers will be absolutely insane. Um, but tonight, what pleased me the most is, um, he scored the two goals and then he he um, played like a real, real team player. I'm not surprised about it, but it's, uh, it's just important, because he got confronted with these questions as well and then um, let you know, slow start, these kind of things. But um, And then it's like um, you have to score a hat-trick here or whatever. So, But it was all about first defending and then you will get your chances again. We were in these moments, I think he had a pretty big one, um, which he takes with one touch. If he takes two touches, he was completely free. I think he could have finished it off there. So really pleased for him. Top performance uh, and um, showed outstanding attitude tonight. Miguel. I'm not interested because that's look. This game is now this is a completely normal game for us. We, we, we last year we nearly you know the, that's the we can write that in big letters, but nearly won all four competitions, but drew twice against Tottenham. So winning here is incredibly difficult, um, and 
So it's not about now that we have to play all the time like this or whatever. What we have to show is the attitude, the commitment to defending. That's what we have to show all the time, definitely, 100%. What we have to show is that we are not punched too hard when we concede a goal. And I like that tonight. I didn't want to go and concede a goal, but I thought the reaction afterwards was good. Of course, the, 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 the opponent stadium back, everything, like that's really difficult. But everybody was 100% in it, threw everything in, and that's I like the most. So you cannot be consistent by just playing all the time outstandingly well. It's it's all about this showing the resilience we showed tonight. This is not the start or whatever. We are in a, in a, in a phase um, we, we realized already and spoke about it, uh, but for tonight we couldn't reach more than three points. We got them, and that's massive. <laughs> The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big result for Liverpool at Spurs. I felt Liverpool were good in the first half, better side, and ultimately won the game because they've got an absolute world-class operator at the, at the top end of the pitch. First goal, expert touch from Salah and an expert finish. He has so much little space and time in which to execute, execute sorry, that movement. And yet, he makes it look so simple, and that's that's what he's been doing all his Liverpool career and continues to do. But I felt the real standout was the second goal because when Dyer actually miscues the header, shoulder, whatever you want to call it, back towards goal. The ball doesn't actually fall perfectly for Salah. It's actually a bit higher than he would like. And every touch after that, for him to be able to get the shot away, has got to be perfect. The The first four process would have to be that he's going to have to put himself between man and ball, knowing that Dyer's going to recover. And of course, travelling without the ball is a lot easier in terms of building up acceleration than it is if you've got the ball. So straight away, you would expect the defender would recover in that situation. But so good is the touch that it puts him between man and ball, as I say. Now, the next touch then has to put the ball into an area where the defender can't make that recovery, but also tee him up for the shot. Because he knows, really, that if he doesn't see himself up for that shot in the next movement, the chance is going to be gone. And ultimately, Liverpool aren't going to be able to score from that situation. But the touch was perfect out in front. He's got that acceleration over a short distance to be able to, if his touch is perfect, to be able to to, to fend off the defender, not let him back, back, back in for a second bite. And the finish was perfect. Messi-like finish. Just a little clip over the onrushing goalkeeper. And ultimately, that's what's won Liverpool the game tonight. First half, obviously, Liverpool went in with a, well, throughout the game, a 4-3-3 system back to it. And they operated with Darwin Nunes playing as the left-hand side of that highest line of the pitch. Interesting decision, but you can see the four process behind it because, obviously, Spurs playing with that free 
centre-half system and advancing wing-backs means that Darwin Nunes can look to exploit that space in behind. And we know he is a player who, who likes to run, well, loves essentially it is his game to be able to threaten space in behind, be as direct as possible and get into good areas. And with the wing-backs being elevated, you can see Liverpool's four-process in that. And I felt it worked pretty well in the first half. I mean, ultimately, when Nunes actually gets in these positions, what the outcome is going to be is very much a flip of a coin at this moment in time. He gets into such great areas. But technically, um, game intelligence-wise, the chances of him actually making the right decision uh, yeah, are pretty much a toss of a coin. However, the fact that he's getting into these areas and continues to threaten that space is is a positive for me. And again, today, to take the positives out of it, he has been able to make the right selection to find Salah for the opening goal. And it was very similar in the second half. He made a really good selection to find Salah again. So there is signs that that decision-making is improving. And surely the, the volume of areas that he's able to get into per 90 minutes suggests that that will improve because he'll be getting into them so much more often, which naturally you feel, feel that there will be developments in them areas. Obviously, playing away from home against the Tottenham side, who are going to advance the wing-backs, is a lot different to playing on that left-hand side. If you are playing against the team who are sitting lower, Liverpool are looking to dominate the ball. What you don't want is you really don't want Darwin Nunes being in them sort of wider roles. You want him sort of in the penalty area inside the 18-yard box where he can do the most damage. You want to keep him away from the game, really. You don't want him combining and looking to, to be intricate in them areas. You just want him to be almost a penalty, penalty box bulldozer in the sense that anything that comes in there he's going to get on the end of because we know how untidy his game is at this moment in time. So again, I don't think it'll be something for the long term because obviously Luis Diaz and Jogo Jota will be coming back. They'll operate on that left-hand side and we only have a few games to go to the World Cup and that's what we're really looking at here is a short-term sort of fix and solution for Liverpool to be able to amass six points out these next two fixtures, which is the best they can possibly hope for, I suppose, and keep them within touch and distance of a pack, which is a bit of a mixed bag. Again, you've obviously got Newcastle playing really well, but you've got the other sides in Chelsea, Manchester United and... Tottenham, all of which don't look convincing whatsoever and that might be Liverpool's biggest saving grace at this moment in time. Second half though, I felt Liverpool were really poor. I felt it was a matter of time before Tottenham eventually equalised. I felt the most concerning thing for me was there was a period in the second half where Liverpool had the opportunity to, 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 to end the game really. They got into really good areas, they were entered in Tottenham's final third pretty easily and the final pass, the final decision making was far from good enough and allowed Tottenham to, to get back into the game through a brilliant finish from Harry Kane. But what's been brilliant about Liverpool over the, the last few years and, and what made them a great team is when they sense blood from opposition, they were able to capitalise and put games to bed and ultimately prove, uh, see the outcome beyond doubt. Liverpool weren't able to do that again. And it sort of shows where Liverpool are at this moment in time and the fact that they couldn't or weren't able to do that because it's okay if that period goes and you haven't taken them opportunities when you've got you know, the opp opportunity to see the game out. However, what you do want to see after that is a level of control in which you don't totally lose territory or lose dominance. And, and, and that last 25 minutes was painful for Liverpool. They couldn't put a foot on the ball. They couldn't reclaim possession. And it shows just about where they are. I mean, when you think about Thiago and Fabinho as a combination Liverpool side and how dominant they've been when they've linked up previously in previous seasons and, and the control they've afforded Liverpool, it, it just sort of shows how far Liverpool have fallen in that, again, they just look an average 
Premier League team who was to flip it of coin if they win games and if Tottenham would have equalised in that game there couldn't have been any any complaints from Liverpool I felt it, like I say I felt it was just a matter of time Liverpool were getting totally overrun they didn't have the technical ability to be able to keep hold of the possession in the final third and then also positionally wise Tottenham were just getting in between Liverpool winning every second ball and the biggest route to goal obviously was coming from the wider areas with balls into the penalty area so I don't see this result and performance as being an indicator that Liverpool are going to be coming back to all levels anytime soon. But I suppose that was never the case. It's all about for Liverpool now winning these two games and getting to, obviously, the World Cup break, getting Luis Diaz, Diogo Jota, these kind of players back, and then looking at what they can potentially do in the transfer market. I mean, obviously, we know Naby Keita is now going to be out again, which is a huge blow. And I think they will be the defining part of, of Liverpool's season if they can... I would say, I suppose, really, be the best of the rest because that's what we're seeing at this moment in time is we're seeing some distinctly average also runs in the Premier League looking to achieve them further fourth places and Liverpool just needs to to be on top of that. So I move forward in terms of the results today. Part of the performance in the first half I felt were encouraging but overall I felt pretty much Liverpool a lack of authority within the game and again, the game could have gone either way just as could against Leeds just as it could have today against Nottingham Forest, etc. And the fact that Liverpool won as opposed to lost doesn't really fill me with that much confidence in the long run. Mike Holt with my review on Tottenham 1, Liverpool 2. Thank God that one's over. Um, last 20 minutes of that was horrible. An absolute horrible watch. Um, sort of reminiscent of the uh, 2019 Champions League final in, in some ways. Um, where we were just holding on, holding on, waiting for the final whistle, and um, but it it really was that old cliche of a, a game of two halves. Um, that first half, we were brilliant. We were absolutely fantastic. We controlled the game. We dictated the game. It was interesting to see that we were so possession obsessed in that first half, um, which was really good to see. Um, and obviously the goals. The goals came from Nunes being um, very composed in the box. You know, people have been saying he's very rash and very raw, but he was really good and composed in that moment. Salah putting the putting it away, and obviously the second one's a gift from Eric Dyer. You know, that is an absolute gift. But Salah does well to finish it. Second half, you know, as as a home team, Spurs were always going to come back, so it was important that we were, we were resilient. But in the second half, I think we gave them. We give them options and we give them chances, um, quite sloppily, um, and that 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 was throughout the whole team. By the way, that was not not necessarily just individuals, um, but you know we just we just hung on. You know the day Spurs hit the bar, and it probably would it probably if it was a draw. You know you couldn't really argue that it wouldn't have been deserved, but you know <laughs> the way the looks gone for us this season. Who's asked? Um, it's just really good to get three points, not just in the league, but away from home as well. You know, that's our first away away win of the season so far. And we're in November, you know, that's, it's mad to say, but at least it's done. Um, interesting performances from Canati. I thought Canati was absolutely fantastic. It's no coincidence that the Napoli game, we were brilliant. And this game, you know, we played really well in, in both spells. And at having him in the back four, He's, he's he's a unit. He's strong. He's, even his um, his delivery from out from out the back really good. Um, I thought he was superb throughout. Absolutely brilliant. 
Nunes on the left, a bit of a funny one. I'm not too sure I'm that keen on it. I know we've got no other options, really, apart from maybe Fabio Cavallo. But it's an interesting one because he, he does dart inside and, and go into the nine position, looking for Robertson to th- thread along along across through to him, which is quite an you know, it was quite an interesting tactic I sort of picked up on that first half. Um, I just love how mad Nunes is. Like, he's just a mixture of, like, Torres, Suarez and uh, all in one. I love how Rory is. His, his decision-making is not quite there, but then, you know, it means that the defender's not necessarily knowing what or being able to predict what he can do. Um, I just love, I love watching him at the moment. Um yeah, throughout the throughout the throughout the game, I thought it was it was a funny it was a funny game really because a lot of things happened, but for for only to be a two one, it felt like it was like a three three. Um, but like I say, most important thing is getting three points on the board, making sure that that we're getting our league form back. Just bringing the European form into the league is so so important, especially just before this World Cup. Um, Derby in the cup next. Southampton at home. You know, hopefully we can just get two more wins there, and we can just go into this World Cup with a little bit of momentum and a little bit of a smile on our faces. Because tonight the Reds have given me that. You've been listening to the post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.